Hi, and welcome to Girls on Fire, the podcast. Girls on Fire, the podcast, is a celebration of our girls, our community and our school. Hi, I'm here with Suzanne Harrison, a published author and MLC collegiate, and we're about going to discuss her book and her career. Yes, so how did you come up with the idea for The Colour of Thunder? Well, I've been writing a long time and I hadn't had any publishing luck, but I was temporarily living in Sydney. I'd been in Hong Kong about 16 years and my eldest son was finishing school in Sydney and so we decided to go there for his last two years of school and I was really homesick while I was there. We all were for Hong Kong. I love Sydney, but I was very homesick. And I had this idea to write a story about a group of people one of them being a protest organiser because the year that we left Hong Kong, the Umbrella Revolution had been happening and I'd gone down there a few times and seen the protesters and talked to them and watched what they were doing and I was really inspired by who these kids are. So I thought I'd introduced one of the characters as a protest organiser and it just spiralled from there. I started to get into it. Uh, my daughter was much younger than was I'd put her into daycare so I could write <laughs> the story. <laughs> Um, and as it got to the end, I started really obsessing about finishing it, which really motivated me to get it done. And I suppose I finished it in about six months. But the inspiration was a mixture of homesickness and the protests and how many different characters you meet in a city like Hong Kong. Um, I want to be an author myself. It's my dream. I've been writing since I was, I think, seven or eight. Great. And um, I was talking to some of my friends when I was younger and I was like, don't you just sit down when you're bored and you just start writing? They thought that was the weirdest thing. And then... Became a teenager, just started writing and writing. So I guess my question was, how do you overcome writer's block or loss for inspiration? Because I find myself struggling with that. Yeah, well, like you, I started writing, loving writing for the minute I could hold a pen. So I completely understand that. Um, But overcoming writer's block, I do actually give myself a break. I'll say, I can't come up with something good today. I'll go for a walk. I find exercise really, really helps or listening to music, or just taking some space and just thinking, because thinking is a lot of writing. And if you've got a block within a storyline or a a character, the best way to to do that sometimes is to just take the time to think about it. Maybe write some notes if an idea comes to you, but nothing too serious. Sometimes just actually not writing anything. But I do think if you want to write a book, write the first draft, just get anything out there, and then you can always work on it later, because you'll change it all anyway. So, yeah, writer's block, I'd say just give yourself a little break. Um, So how do you develop the characters in your books? Yes, I don't know if I'm always very organised on that front. I kind of let them come to me. I like to have strong female characters, naturally. I love women coming together and the men's a baddie (laughs) (laughs) and they win. Um, But, yeah, I want to have a balance on that as well. I like to have a good guy and, you know, basically show what a good guy looks like. Um, I'm not a romantic writer, I'm not a romance writer, but I do like to have a kind of somewhere, you know, that sort of little romantic edge. Uh, So developing the characters is basically looking at people I've met, maybe melding a few of them, Um, someone I would like to be. I mean, one of the best things about being a writer is the fantastical world you can create for yourself. Um, So, yeah, basing it on people I've met, conversations I've had, bosses I've had, nasty people I've known. (laughs) So things like that, uh, it all just comes together, maybe sometimes one good character, and then you can have like a parent figure or a teacher figure or someone that plays that role, in a bit like they do with the movies. So, yeah, it's just sort of thinking what makes the story structure come together with characters. Well, I was always wondering, what is the actual process of becoming a published author? 
Okay, well, it takes a long time for most people. Now, I know there's always going to be a J.K. Rowling or someone who gets their first published novel very early, first time they write. Most authors write dozens of books before they get published and have a lot of rejections, which is what happened with me. I thought I'd be published at 30, if not sooner. Um, but it, I didn't have the book in me, I didn't have time, or I wasn't good enough. Uh, so the process for me was just continuing, keeping on going. I, like you said, I love writing. I was working as a journalist, so I figured, well, at least I made a career out of writing. I got pretty close. Um, and just enjoying the process of it and saying to yourself, if it doesn't get published, I'm going to finish this anyway. I'm not doing it for the money or the glory. I'm doing it because I love it. Like an artist paints a picture or someone sings songs because they love playing the guitar. And you do it as a, this is something that you like to do in your spare time or, you know, on your days off. And so for me, what happened is I just kept making it better and better, the manuscript, when I got to the end of it. And I sent it to an agent, rejected, more agents, rejected, lots of publishers, rejected. Then I let it sit for about six months and I thought, I'll give it one more go. So I read it one more time and tidied it up that little bit more, which you never stop doing. And finally, I sent it to Legend Press and, uh, and they took it. So end of 2009, I got that email finally saying that they... The best thing was they, only, they also paid me an advance, a small one, but an advance at least, because that gives you confidence to say, I finally made it. Awesome, yeah. Um, so do you plan your novels before writing them or do you just have an idea and let that carry through? I didn't plan this one, but the one I'm writing now I have. And I wouldn't say I'm a huge planner. I just write a synopsis. And, and not a synopsis like the blurb you read on the back, but a synopsis that is really pretty much beginning, middle and end. So it's quite detailed. And some publishing houses actually ask for that when you send them your book. So it's a good thing to have. The only thing with that is I know that I will veer from it because some characters will come in. I won't like them. I'll get rid of them. Some events, I just think that's silly. So I think some people are very formulaic and they stick to things. I, I'm not, but I have learned that it's much easier in the editing process if you have some planning. But I wouldn't go too, I wouldn't go too far on that. Um, this is also coming from personal experience, but I know some people consider writing as a career that won't actually take you anywhere and you won't, it'll be very hard to achieve. What would you say to either the author herself or himself to like, motivate them to continue or to the people who have doubts and what would you say to change their minds? Well, the thing is that... you. A writing career, you're not going to make a lot of money straight away. It just isn't a highly... You're not going in the banking industry. It's not like that. But you don't go into it for that. Uh, it's, there's a nobility in writing that, you know, there's respect, so you could get that out of it. You also have a lot of power as a writer, and that's something people underestimate. I mean, you have the power to change people's opinions. You have the power to make people feel things, and that's the true art of it. Um, so whether or not you're happy with not getting paid a lot then and, and but you love your job and you and you love the the influence you can have you'd have to weigh that up I mean that's like a lot of professional choices I know a lot of people that went into banking and finance and hated it so they've all gone on to become journalists or whatever but I, I think success can come in as a writer uh, but if that is just a financial success if that's what you see as as success as money then that might not be the case a lot of some writers do make money. They might be scriptwriters, or they write a bestseller, or they write songs. But yeah, it's it's a slog. It's not something that you are going to be flying first class with. So <laughs> it's uh, it is a choice that you make 
based on what you value success as being and if that success is as a, as a journalist or an author. And you might, okay, you might have to get a day job while you're writing your book. So like a lot of, a lot of actors are waitresses. It's a little bit like that. So, yeah, I, I, I do think if you're going to write a book, maybe don't give up your day job if you need the money. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there is a balance there. Yeah. You've got to make a living. Very good advice. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. I think most writers have other work. Like even now I'm doing some part-time freelance work. I'll never really, unless that becomes a movie or something, I can't see myself not needing that extra income. So. Yeah. Uh, so something I struggle with in my writing is creating plot twists. Mm. So I was just wondering, how do you foreshadow them without giving them away? Yeah, I agree. That's really hard. And I found that I think I made that mistake in all my previous failed manuscripts is you, you get really desperate as a writer to put it all out there because yeah. you've got all these ideas and characters in your head. But I think holding back, a lot of people said to me about this that they found they, they, it was a bit slow in the beginning and I was like, well, that's because I don't want to give you too much and then you, and then you hit them with it halfway through because people can get bored halfway through a book. So I think um, short and sharp in the beginning, get people involved in the story and then... The plot twist, sort of about a third in, maybe put something in that, you know, just think about, do they want to turn the page? And at the end of every chapter, leave them on a bit of a cliff edge. A bit like when you're watching Netflix and you're like, oh, I can't wait to watch the next episode because obviously there's more you want to know. So I think having a character that holds back till almost halfway through is a really good idea or something really bad or great happens kind of towards the end. I like that idea. And then maybe you can have another twist at the end. And, and this takes me back to what you were asking about with writer's block is that that's when thinking comes in because you won't come up with those plot twists instantly. So having time to sit back and think, what do you think could really make people afraid or interested or emotional? So, yeah, whatever destructive force you want to bring at that time, that's, a, that's what I would suggest is just thinking about those. Yeah, thanks. You mentioned before that you had a few unsuccessful manuscripts. Yeah. Um, which one of those would you consider the biggest kind of challenge that you've had to overcome and how did you just get through it and keep writing despite the... Yeah, there's one that always comes to mind. It was sort of middle grade fiction. It was called The Naughty Girls of Ballydehob, which is an Irish, t- <laughs> an Irish town in West Cork called Ballydehob. And I used to spend a lot of time in Ireland and uh, it's a gorgeous part of the world. And I just thought this is where my, all my creative thoughts come out because Ireland's like that and it rains so much and open fires and all that sort of thing makes you want to write. And uh, I really loved the characters in that. I loved the girls in it. I loved the friendships. I loved the location. And HarperCollins took, took it and got the f- and re- I gave them the first half. And I was like, I've made it, HarperCollins, and I'm only 32. Collins, oh. And then they said no. I rushed you know what I did I rushed the second when they said yes I hadn't finished it and so I rushed the last half of it and I it wasn't good enough it was it was rushed which is what all publishers say is don't send even though they only ask for the first three chapters make sure the whole book's finished because if you've got someone saying yeah send us the rest it's really hard not to panic and then go you know, I don't have six months up my sleeve, so I'll write this in my at three o'clock in the morning and not do a very good job. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only book I can think of that I was heartbroken over. Yeah. <laughs> um. So following up from that, where do you get your inspiration for your books? Like, do they just hit you out of the blue, or is it something that kind of develops? Yeah, I I, I I think it's a combination of things. I think it's reading. I love to read. I'm sure that if any the reason why you're here is because you love reading and you love English. Um. 
all writers usually are motivated by something they've read somewhere along the line, whether that was when they were 10 or when they were 50. So constantly reading. I read a lot of newspapers. And I just I have a natural, you know, curiosity. You know, I, I love knowing about the world and people and what makes them tick. And I think I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> um, I try not to be nosy, but I do get fascinated with situations and people and places. And, you know, just like I said, going for walks and watching the world and thinking, I wonder what it would be like to live here or... I don't know if you ever go to another country, if you've ever been overseas, and you see where people live, and at night time you can look through their windows and you think, I wonder what it's like to live in this street on this country and go to school here. And I was always like that. So just a natural a, a curiosity, I think. Yeah. Um, and just to finish off, finally, um, what advice would you give to students considering a career as an author, just generally? Okay, again, reading. Yeah. Never stop reading. Um, trust yourself. You don't have to be a certain type of writer and you don't have to write a bestseller. There will be, there'll be trends in publishing, not a, not a bad thing to look at, but if that's not what you do or what you want to write about, then still write what you want to write. Um, just write every day as much as you can and also be prepared for rejections. Uh, it's personal, but you'll be upset, but you have to just keep going. Um, and, and not let that dent your confidence too much. It, it does, because you're human, but don't let it make you stop doing what you're doing. That's really inspiring. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, very inspiring, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Girls on Fire, the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. <laughs>